Welcome to Blue Sky, a podcast exploring different pathways to the deepest human expression. Today I'm honored to present you this interview of Genevieve Kyra, dancer and mystic since her young age. In this episode, she shares about what it is like to live as an oracle. Have you ever heard the word channeling in the spiritual community without fully grasping what it is? How do you choose a teacher or a mentor for guidance when maybe you don't fully understand what is it they do? For most people, channeling is a mysterious concept, whereas for an oracle, it is the most normal way of living. So I hope this conversation bridges a gap of understanding between different ways of existing and opens for new possibilities. So welcome, Genevieve. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> You've become a very... Regular guest? Regular guest. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So have you, have you been an oracle your whole life? Or is it something you consider yourself to be recent? Um, I feel like I've been an oracle my whole life, but I did not use that word. And I had no understanding that that was any different to the way anybody else lived. So I would say it's been the whole life, but the, the explanation and calling myself in this way and also for like my business now, sharing about it in this way, this is something new. Um, but the actual practice and, and the living, it's been the whole life in this way. Can you explain more a bit what you mean by the living and the practice? Mm -hmm. So basically, um, for me, being an oracle means that you are an open channel. So you're an open system of divination. And basically, I feel that this is not something special to me. This is something that anybody um, can do and anybody can live in this way. But I have realized <laughs> quite late in my life that um, most people don't live in this way, actually. <laughs> Surprise! Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, basically it means that you're an open system of divination and, and connection. So there's no separation or illusion of separation between you and the universal library of, of information. There's no separation between your human and your soul. And it basically means living, yeah, in this deep sense of devotion and communion with life, with nature, with the universe, with universal intelligence and using your human form. So using your body, the way you speak, the things you do, your decisions, um, your art, every, every aspect of your life is a transmission of that and is, that is the origin point. It's not that you think about something and you decide to do it with your brain and you rationalize a really good idea like I would like to do this because I thought about this reason why it's the opposite way of functioning it's you feel divine inspiration and then you act according to that inspiration so that means that often you would do something or start doing something that you felt inspired to do without really understanding like 100% why you would do it completely maybe not even understanding one percent <laughs> in, in a logical way it's it's a really different trust mechanism that you develop it's um there's a really strong feeling of why or of um 
impulse. It's not that abstract. It's quite, um, quite strong, quite clear, quite specific. And then that's how you take your decisions. But you don't perhaps understand why um, in, a, in a logical way. But does it always match what you like to do or interests or is it sometimes like really random stuff that you feel are like coming out of you? I guess in my life it's always been similar. There's always been similar themes to the way that I receive information. So sometimes there's like an upgrade and this will call me to do something that seems a little bit random or different, but it's always within the same kind of framework of things that speak to me so like nature dancing um, people human behavior writing culture language these are the ways that i've always understood information the easiest um, and it's just like an expansion of that so i probably wouldn't get like an inspiration to um, start a math course at university <laughs> <laughs> for example <laughs> probably the best for all of us <laughs> exactly um, but sometimes if you're human so of course we're all human and even if you're living in this way if you are in a moment where you're living from your ego or you're living inside your illusion of separation you might be um, feeling conflicted with the guidance that you receive so you might feel annoyed or you might feel Like that didn't match the plan, that didn't match something that you might have more control of, that might not match what society expects of you, that might not match whatever your mental framework is, that might not match um, a kind of wider narrative of what you think that you should be doing. So anytime that you feel like you're in conflict with your guidance, it just kind of means that you're existing in your illusion of separation. But the guidance that you receive is always going to be your soul speaking to you in a way that you can understand in a, in a way that you want to follow the guidance because it's an impulse and an inspiration that wants to move through your whole body. Okay. So that requires a lot of fluidity or flexibility in everything you're doing and the way you live, I imagine. I'm just going to go back quickly on what you said at the beginning. Mm. You said that most of your life, you actually didn't realize that other people were not functioning this way. I mean, some are, but it's maybe not the majority. Mm -hmm. um, so just to be, give a bit of context, you in the past would imagine everybody would receive this guidance and just, <laughs> and just birth new projects and new ideas. But then you notice that most people, maybe they, they think of what they want to do and they think of what would be the best, considering maybe what they like to do in life. And then they would somehow construct something and get the skills and whatever they can mm -hmm. to create this mm -hmm. whereas from you it's really coming from the inside out and I felt like um, you know when something's really so normal I'm just going to give a weird example and it's about my dad so if you listen to dad I hope it's okay I share that <laughs> but um Um, he told me and my sisters not that long ago, like a few years ago, um, that he would wake up every morning with an earworm. Do you know what is that? No, I don't actually. It's where you have a song playing repetitively in your head. Oh, it's an interesting expression. Okay. Yeah. So, and, but the way that he told us about that was like, yeah, you know, when you wake up and you have the earworm and we're like, dad, what are you talking about? 
and he's had it his whole life and for him it was such a normal thing that he thought everybody had that everybody woke up every morning with that and it was such a normal thing that why would you even need to speak about it and so he just only asked us one day because I think he couldn't remember the name of the song and it was annoying him and then we we had the discussion and we were all asking each other and none of us have that experience definitely not every single morning forever so wow yeah and I was like oh that's so interesting um but that's basically an example to show I thought everybody was receiving information in this way and acting on this information until super super recently (laughs) (laughs) and when you say receiving information in this way you mean receiving information from your intuition I mean from your soul but Mm -hmm. coming through you in different ways that match the way you personally receive information yeah exactly from your intuition yeah okay exactly yeah and like from I would call it I'll give another example um I always access I'll call it the universal library of information before accessing the internet for example so if I would like to explain something um to a client in session for example if we're talking I might um, receive the information for them and I'll start telling them about a Greek myth, for example. And I'm just directly receiving the information from the universal library of information and I'm speaking about it and I'm telling it to them and it has relevance for them. And then after the session, because I'm curious and I find it cool, I'll go on Google and I'll see that that information exists in reality that was a real greek myth and i've no, never studied greek mythology it's not coming from my mind it's not coming from something that i studied on the internet or in a course and then i'm thinking about ah yes this would be good for my client and then i tell her it's the opposite way so it's never in any case your opinion it's really if you work with a client you just connected this library as you call it and to give the information the person needs in that moment whatever this is for their highest good but it has nothing to do with you ah yeah this is such a nice question exactly one of the i would call it like one of the hallmarks of channeling is that it's definitely not your opinion because inside opinion lives judgment and if you're in judgment you can't be an open channel because you're in your own story or you're in your own wound or you're in your own opinion or you're subconsciously trying to create an outcome not that that's a bad thing but that's just kind of a true thing um so yeah when you're channeling you're an open system of communication and it's there is no opinion because you don't have a goal or invested interest in the outcome it's just really the information for the highest good of the person and the best way they can receive it So the information passes through you, but it's not coming from you. Exactly. It passes through me. It's it's not coming from me. And so many times in the session, nothing I'm saying has any relevance to me and I don't understand. So I'm just saying what needs to be said to the client. And then sometimes, again, because I'm curious, (laughs) I will ask them, like, did that even make sense to you? (laughs) And, And then oftentimes they'll they'll say like yes actually this was really specific this was about this and for them it makes a whole bunch of sense in terms of their actual life story and what's happening for them in the moment and I don't actually have to know that but again I find it cool so I like to know um but yeah I don't even understand why I am saying some of the things I'm saying sometimes 
And so everybody could live like this as a channel. Everybody could. Um, I feel it would definitely manifest in different ways for everybody. Um, I don't feel that everybody would necessarily like to live this lifestyle in the way that I'm doing. And I feel like every soul has quite a different purpose in this lifetime. And I would find it odd if we all had the same, <laughs> the same purpose. But in terms of as a way of just functioning, as in you could use this way of functioning if you were working in a bank, if you were working in a farm, you could use this way of functioning in any kind of vocation in your life. Um, or you could open yourself to connect more deeply with your channel and with your intuition, um, no matter who you are in this case, yes. I feel like everybody has the the same capacity to open to this if they want to. So if we want to like open to this and receive the guidance, it can be as just like you helping people maybe discovering themselves or going through some decision making or whatever your clients are coming to you for help. So you're using this how should I call it talent or this um, no it's not a talent it's um, this way of living mm -hmm. <laughs> to help others mm -hmm. but anyone who wants to do this can also use it for different things so what you meant when you say you can use yeah. it when you're a banker or farmer or exactly and I feel like um, maybe the word use is not the good one yeah um, function function yeah if also like if you decide to function more in this way I feel like this is already helpful. You don't have to be explicitly helpful as in same with any gift that you want to develop or any interest that you have or any passion that you have. It doesn't mean that you need to go and start your own business and work one-to-one -one with people and help them do that thing. Maybe you do and maybe that's what you want to do. But just by you actually living in alignment with yourself and creating a really strong frequency of love or compassion or whatever it is that you are transmitting when you're connected with yourself in this way this is already like naturally organically helping everything because you're already much more in alignment with the planet much more in alignment with your environment with people around you people are naturally drawn to your transmission they're naturally inspired by you um, it awakens something in them that they might like to also continue in this way It doesn't mean that you need to like become a hermit in the middle of the forest, <laughs> leave all your friends and then start channeling um, aliens, you know, <laughs> but it could. <laughs> Do you feel like you had to make a decision at some point or you were just born this way, lived this way your whole life and it's just, that's just how it is? I feel like the best way I can describe It's like as if the this way of living or this gift or whatever you want to call it is my partner or is a partner if you want to think of it in this way. And they decided before I was born <laughs> that we were going to be together. <laughs> so when I was born, I already didn't have a choice. We were already together. But because it's a long-term relationship, there have been some key moments where I have had to decide again. And I can think of maybe three three or four times in my life where I really, 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 really consciously was like, fuck, <laughs> fine, <laughs> we will keep going. And 
every time I did this, it was quite an intense process. Um, and I feel like I had a big death, death rebirth cycle and came even more strongly into the connection with this way of living. But I feel like it's choice every day. Um, but there have definitely been some bigger choice moments. And at the same time, I feel like I have no choice. So <laughs> it's kind of all three. <laughs> Can you give an example of maybe first living as an oracle in life? Like some kind of an example of what it's like when you just live for yourself and then when you work as an oracle so mm -hmm. that maybe listeners have like a very specific example of how this way of functioning works. Mm -hmm. I'll give an example um, because I haven't always been working as an oracle. So even though I've always been living as an oracle, like living and working as in like having it as your business or your vocation, this brings it like into a stronger category. So there were some differences between, for example, now and before. So before, let's say I was maybe feeling like I had one toe out of the, the situation. If you're just living for yourself, not as an oracle, or even if you're kind of half in, half out, one toe in, nine toes out, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it basically means you're living in a state of separation. And you have quite a strong split. So your lifestyle doesn't, your choices, your very small choices that you make every single day don't support you being able to stay in your frequency as an oracle. So if you're living and working as an oracle or as a mystic, as a shaman, as a healer, as a insert, whatever word you want to insert there, basically it means that you're needing to maintain a strong vibration and a really strong sense of clarity keeping in mind that the way that you live doesn't match quite a high percent of the population so you need to not care about that so you need to be really clear really confident um, really kind of protected in your energy it means that all your very small decisions need to make sense with what it is that you're trying to create what are you trying to create in the world what are you trying to bring into the world what energy do you want to transmit All your tiny little decisions that you make in the day need to go in this direction. So if you become consciously aware of, okay, this thing that I'm doing is actually causing me harm or causing somebody else harm. Maybe if you weren't living as an oracle, you could maybe stay in that situation for like 10 years because, well, you could afford to stay in suffering. Let's say it like that because maybe you weren't aware of the suffering or you could kind of go to work and, and do whatever you're doing at your work and you would be suffering a bit. But if you were, for example, doing data entry, your data entry isn't affected directly by your suffering. I mean, maybe you do it slower or worse, but the numbers in the computer aren't getting directly implicated <laughs> by your life choice, right? Whereas if you're an oracle and it's not data entry that you're doing, but you're working in communion with somebody else's soul who's given you the trust and the openness and the vulnerability to say, yep, go ahead, take a look at my, my soul and let's have this like really deep interaction. And you're holding a whole lot of stuff in your field that you would not be um, kind of wishing for your client or you are holding a lot of things in your field that is bringing your vibration into a certain place or whatever the case may be, it's just not sustainable basically. And you won't, 
you won't be able to be authentic and you won't be able to be clear and you won't be able to be believing in what you're doing and what you're saying because there's a huge sense of split or separation between your process and your work and that's not to say you're like you're not a human you are and you have a process but you need to know that it's it's um it's like a vocation it's not really a job so your whole lifestyle needs to support your vocation and that probably won't make sense to almost anybody and you have to be okay with that whereas if you live in a different way in a more um what would we call that like a corporate way no yeah sure like a kind of corporate way which i've never lived by the way so anything i say it's just my interpretation (laughs) um if you live in a more corporate way everything is a little bit more split there's lots of different boxes maybe you think that you're going to enjoy yourself on the weekend maybe you think that you're going to have time for yourself one hour per night after 8 p.m maybe you think that you are going to be in a indoors environment sitting down for eight hours of the day and then you're going to exercise one hour of the day outside so there's like a lot of different boxes to manage like your health your well-being and all the different things that you're trying to do Um, but they're quite separated so if i came into your office and i asked you to just all of a sudden connect to source open yourself up to the universe and channel for me a message for my higher self it would probably be complicated for you because the things in your lifestyle don't support you being able to do that in a sustainable aligned way for anyone who would be curious or very inspired by listening to you maybe because they heard their intuition a few times and it's really something they feel like exploring more where would you recommend to start I would recommend to start dating your intuition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so work with the commitment issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would really try to like um you know, your your intuition it's it's you anyway. It's not separate to you. Um but if you want to start to interact and like reconnect with your intuition, um Be playful because when you were a child, for sure, it's the time you had your best access, your highest, um, your highest connection point. So just remember like things, what you would do as a child when you were trying to investigate something. If you want to make a new friend on the beach when you're a kid, you just walk up to them and you just say, hey, do you want to be my friend? And then you just ask them (laughs) a whole bunch of questions um whatever you ask and then you just start making the game and and then you just tell them we're going to do this and then they tell you no we're going to do this this is the same as with your intuition (laughs) so you just make the decision okay i'm going to be open to my intuition recognize that you may be scared a lot of adults get scared um, because their life has been constructed in a different way and the intuition is like kind of giving a bit of a slap sometimes So just know it's okay if you're scared, but do it anyway. (laughs) Uh, The same as if you're going to be maybe dating somebody new. (laughs) All related. (laughs) Uh, So just go there with an open mind, um, an open heart. Remember your heart is your receptacle. So this kind of life can't work so well if you feel very armored, if your body feels very armored, if you feel a lot of constriction in your body. 
this will block you so just um, when you're going to work with your intuition imagine your whole body kind of opening up like a flower um, try to breathe and just really allow for the weirdest shit to <laughs> to happen <laughs> you're going to get answers that does not make any sense to you um, <laughs> But don't discard it. Don't think it's something silly or something not valid because um, that's not true. And you know that's not true. So just open yourself up to receive more and more. And the more you receive, tr practice validating as if you were talking to a child. If they were showing you something, a new drawing they just did, even if you weren't 100% sure what it was they were trying to draw, <laughs> you're not going to tell them that doesn't look like a cat. You're going to say like, oh, that's really, really nice. Interesting. And, you know, ask more questions. <laughs> so do the same thing with your intuition. Try to coax it out of you in like a curious, playful way. And if it delivers some truth bombs, just take a deep breath. <laughs> and um, remember that you, you wouldn't receive any information that you weren't ready to receive, basically. Mm, that's a good one. Mm. That's a good one that our intellect sometimes tries to override. Sneaky. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> so who can address themselves to an oracle? What kind of people would actually go to an oracle for some kind of a, what should we call it? Session? Yeah. Or a, a guidance session. A guidance. Because all of this is so in a way abstract mm -hmm. even though for you it's like the most normal thing mm -hmm. um i love this question who can address themselves <laughs> so formal you must enter wearing a hat <laughs> no but i've like in the past i've been like myself mm. feeling like okay i feel like i want some help from someone mm. but who is that someone and then you if you don't know how to go about it you just mm. look you have psychologists you have this one who does this you have this one who reads your poem you have mm. this one who chants you have this one who <laughs> looks into i don't know like there's so many different things it's so true and it can be a bit like overwhelming mm. to know what is mm. the right thing for me mm -hmm. and also a bit scary i feel like anyone who feels first of all it's important about the person so there's lots of different oracles out there the more the most important thing is that you feel a genuine kind of curiosity or energetic connection with the person who you want to have a session with. So it doesn't matter what they're called. They could be called a kinesiologist, but for whatever reason, you just feel like a nice connection with their energy. As an intuitive practice, try to do that. Even if logically you're like, there is nothing wrong with me. I don't need to see a kinesiologist. Something in your soul body is telling you that you really need to have a connection with this person and that this practitioner has information for you so follow this pull but more practically anybody can come to see an oracle because the oracle is basically accessing your library of information or helping you to access your own library so the way that I work I would say is with um, empowered readings so I don't want to just tell you I see this and I feel this and this may happen and you may buy a blue car. Like this is not the session that I that I personally practice. It's a collaborative work where we're both having a conversation together and together we connect with your higher self and whatever needs to um, appear there. So you may come and you might actually think that you're there because you have a, an issue with your work, 
and you don't know why, but it's just not working and something's blah. And then we get into the session and we start communing and we start talking and we go into kind of an altered state together and we discover actually, no, the whole issue is actually with you and your relationship with your mother. And then from there, I'm going to recommend you do this practice for whatever, four weeks, and it's going to be so specific. So you might come because you have a physical ailment. You might come because you want to really connect more deeply with your intuition. You might come because you want to have a baby. You might come because you think you have an issue with something quite specific and you just can't figure out why it's not clicking. Um, you can have so much experience in, in the energetic field and you really want to level up and like turn something on. Or you can have never, ever tried this stuff before, but you just feel for whatever reason that there is some kind of truth behind <laughs> what we're all talking about and you feel curious. So yeah, the Oracle, it's really like from back in the old times where there was an Oracle or a medicine woman or a seer in the village, in the community, and every single person at some point in their life would go to the seer or to, to that person for one million different reasons. So yeah. So it's not really about the reason. No. But more about that strong feeling of, I can sense this specific person can help me. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like adding another piece of the puzzle. Like I really wish that sometime soon, hopefully while I'm still alive, <laughs> it's going to be really normal that this will be like super available to everyone and super like mainstream again like yeah i don't know i went to my therapist like now that's kind of mainstream too i went to my therapist i went to my whatever dentist. my dentist i went to my oracle and like if you have all those doors open to you you're just collecting more and more pieces of the puzzle to reconnect with yourself um and and just giving yourself a tool to support you in your growth and a tool that has become for what whatever reason we know some reasons <laughs> a tool that has become a little bit pushed to the side um, and that is now making a really beautiful kind of modern comeback in a way <laughs> when we go to someone to ask for help um, maybe an oracle or just uh, maybe a doctor mm -hmm. usually the other person in that moment seems like they have more information than we do mm -hmm. and this can sometimes give the sensation of oh actually i don't have much control about, over what's happening to me mm -hmm. because the other person it seems like they know more mm -hmm. um, and i find that this is a um, state to be in as a client or as a patient mm -hmm. that is not helpful mm -hmm. but it does happen sometimes mm -hmm. so how much would you say Or can an oracle have like power over you? Because this is often mm -hmm. something that like people are scared of. Yeah. So is is this possible? Mm -hmm. And what would you recommend to do if we go and see an oracle? Like maybe before seeing the oracle to be, feel clear and and not feel powerless. Mm. This is such a nice question. I feel like an oracle or anyone can have power over you if you believe in this construct so if you if this is already in your awareness and i would say for most people it is if you believe that this is a possibility then definitely it's a possibility if you don't feel it's a possibility it's not a possibility 
But of course, we've seen lots of crazy stuff also in the spiritual community because, yeah, of course, a lot of um, spiritual teachers or oracles or whatever, they have a certain energetic presence. Um, and of course, they can manipulate this and, you know, fall into this trap, abuse of power and so on. So, of course, um, this is a possibility. But again, I feel like the most important thing to do in any session where you're going is remember that you're not really asking for help. You're asking to bridge your perception of separation. So it's just like, you know, if you would write an essay or something and you've read your own words, like, I don't know how many times and you have 50 million spelling mistakes, which regularly you would know. But you can no longer see any spelling mistakes because you've just looked at this thing so many times. That's basically what's actually happening. So it's not that you don't know how to correct your own spelling. It's just like at this moment you've recognized I am too close to the thing. I need to help myself. So I'm giving myself love and I'm giving myself a tool right now by allowing myself to receive. I open myself to receive support, to receive guidance knowing that there's no discrepancy of power. I don't have to take anything this person says. I could, if anything doesn't resonate with you in the session, you just throw it in the bin. Um, if something resonates, it's because you understood it. It's not because the other person understood it. It's because you understood the message. And every time I'm working with clients, I really feel it has absolutely nothing to do with me. And I actually never take it personally. If they have... Um, kind of a shitty session <laughs> or if they feel like they didn't get something out of it or if they feel like um, you know whatever the case I feel like it has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with them because when I see a client I feel like it's their responsibility because they are coming with their intention they're coming with their openness they're coming with their projection they're coming with their expectations so it's really about what we can create together. Like if it was an artwork we were going to create together and my client arrived like without any paintbrushes or like, <laughs> or like any time or any concentration, I would still do my half of the thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the thing it didn't look that good. You know, um, equally, I wouldn't go and do all of their painting for them because then they wouldn't get to paint and they wouldn't get to learn anything. So, yeah, I think just practice discernment um, and remember that you're not actually giving any of your power away. You're actually bringing your power to you because you're saying, I want to unlock this connection with myself more deeply. And I know right now there's somebody who is a channel. So it's not even really a somebody like I could be a pot plant <laughs> for all we care in this situation. And and by putting myself in that situation, I know that my connection can be amplified. Um, and then I, by myself, can have a stronger connection. We often hear the word embodied mm. in this <laughs> whole spiritual, <laughs> what should I say, community, world. <laughs> can you maybe explain the difference between an embodied teacher mm. and someone who's just a teacher? Yeah, for sure. And this is important and maybe goes really nicely with your last um, question when you're approaching anyone especially if you wish to receive spiritual interaction with this person um, or whatever word you want to use just know that it's pretty high level of vulnerability right 
the same way if you would go and see a therapist you're not just gonna pick any random therapist it's something really vulnerable that you're choosing to share with this person so you want to practice discernment and you want to practice really listening to the frequency of the person and this is where we can really tell if we are having uh, an embodied teacher or let's say a learned teacher and for these people who are learned teachers I'm not saying anything bad it's not that they have a wrong intention and in fact they're on the pathway to becoming an embodied teacher but the frequency that you'll feel when you're around a learned teacher is that maybe they say all the right words they have a lot of very nice words um, but there is something in their actual frequency like there's something in you that doesn't feel fully relaxed you don't feel like you can fully trust not them but the transmission that they're giving you um, there's a weird sense of dissonance that you will feel around these people versus if you're with an embodied teacher an embodied teacher it means they're fully aware of what they're doing first of all it means they made this decision to go on this path and it means they lived the thing that they're teaching and they birthed the thing that they're teaching through their body and through their life experience so if they didn't like live the thing like really to the fullness of whatever the thing is let's say because each person has a quite specific transmission um, let's say someone's a real expert in bereavement I don't know why anyway loss bereavement grief for sure an embodied teacher of loss bereavement grief has experienced a lot of this in their life and they've embodied so they've gone into the depths of the experience they've felt everything and then they've uncoded it and then they've kind of um, unwound it and then they've made it into something and then they feel so okay and neutral about the situation now that they can then offer it to you as a gift right and then that's how you feel like oh my god I so trust this person because you can feel like shit they really did that thing and I'm gonna be fine because <laughs> I don't know what happened to them but I'm gonna be fine <laughs> and you can really feel it um so this for me is really an embodied teacher versus a learned teacher you're like oh they're saying so many nice things but I don't really feel like I can let go if you don't feel like you can fully let go or fully open yourself or fully um, express yourself um, or you feel like maybe they're giving you quite some opinions like as you spoke about before channeling versus opinion judgment proje projection a lot of these things means probably they're not fully in their embodied stage yet again not a bad thing this is often the path but probably if you're going to open your vulnerability to someone it's the safer option for you to to choose someone who's pretty um, deep in their embodiment so again we're back to checking how we feel mm. <laughs> again <laughs> often invited on it on this podcast about this topic yeah. <laughs> well thank you that was so interesting um i have one last question mm. do you enjoy being an oracle <laughs> i do but i have to say that um in the last few years is when i would say i've been having the realizations that not everybody functions in that way And this made me very heartbroken for, for many. Oh, makes me emotional now. <laughs> made me very heartbroken for, for quite, quite a while. Um, 
So I would definitely say there was a time and there have been times when, no, I did not really enjoy it. I found it um, overwhelming. I found it too much. I found it very confusing um, and all of those kinds of things. So I don't want to paint it like I'm living in some kind of a um, 5D reality stimulation with those. What are those like virtual reality goggles, you know, <laughs> which honestly, most of the time it is like that, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes it is also, um, all those things I just said, but yes, I am super, super, super grateful to be, to be living in this way and to be able to have the, the depth of feeling. Like, I feel like I can really eat life. If that makes sense. Like I feel like I really get to like taste and smell and experience and like really 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 embody life in a super super deep way um that i don't think i would be able to access if i wasn't doing this work um so yeah it's very enjoyable and sometimes very intense and sometimes scary too <laughs> <laughs> it really, when you speak it really feels as if your whole life is very one big thing Maybe it's a strange way just to put it, but it's it's very much a way to live in every aspect of your life, mm-hmm. just as much as maybe your relationships or where you're gonna live. And it's not just like a job; mm. it's really like a whole. It's a whole life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, when you say this, I really just see like I don't know what that thing is. It's like a famous painting. I'm pretty sure it's like a tapestry, and it's just super long. It's like horizontal. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's this gold thread, which is that oracular choice. Um, and it, it indeed goes over the whole life and you will know directly <laughs> when you're not aligned with your thing, because whatever little pocket of your life will kind of really ping and, and show you that there's something off. Um, until you come back to your alignment and then again you can create the whole picture but for sure it's a whole picture there's no creating one little canvas and then making another one it's all together um, so yeah you don't have the opportunity to like hide anything nor hide from anything yeah it's quite vulnerable mm. indeed <laughs> <laughs> apart from the sessions that you are offering you also just started a new thing, which is called Community Call. Mm. Would you like to explain us a bit what it's about? Yes. So the Community Call is going to be happening once a month on Zoom. Uh, because this is one thing I really loved about the whole pandemic, was the whole um, online community creation. I find it super nice. Um, so once a month I'll be hosting a community call for anyone um from anywhere in the world who basically feels like they would like to connect with other people who I would call them seekers. So you don't have to be identifying yourself as a very deeply spiritual person. Maybe you're just curious or maybe you're a big bad witch and you've been (laughs) doing all sorts of crazy stuff for a long time. Um, But basically it's a supportive call. So we'll be working on a theme each month so each month i'm also releasing a free oracle report on youtube so this is speaking to the collective energy so the collective is any of you guys listening right now and it's speaking about how the energy will influence the collective potentially over the month 
And then from that, in the community call, we will be discussing that together. And we'll also have like a space to, yeah, to just share, speak. Um, we're going to do some meditations together. But the idea is basically um, to give yeah a sense of community and connection also between you guys, whoever appear on the call. I always find something really cool about groups um, that you're always a mirror for each other. You've put it out into the universe that you really would love to meet a painter and you go on the community call and all of a sudden there's a painter from your suburb in the community call <laughs> or maybe a different kind of thing you've been asking for <laughs> uh, yeah so that's the point of the community call very nice and when is the the next one the next one it's going to be on the second wednesday of every month so that will be august the second wednesday of august very nice yeah Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Thank you for all the amazing questions. <laughs> and if any of the listeners would like to contact you and to know about, more about your work, where can they find this? Um, for now, because I've just taken a little break um, of social media. I mean, you can still find me there. So it's Genevieve Gaida or Kyra the Oracle on Instagram. Um, but the best place is my website, which is www.genevievekaira.com. And there you can find links to YouTube or to meditations or writing or social media or whatever else you might need. But that's really like the home, the home base is the website. <laughs> And my personal recommendation is to subscribe to Genevieve's newsletter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> which is always full of meditations and different things and her beautiful writing. Yeah, you can subscribe when you come onto the website. There should be like a little pop-up box. So you can just do that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Blue Sky Podcast. If you feel like reaching out or if you feel like discovering more of my work, feel free to visit my website anbluesky.com. <laughs>